Well, it's time for another podcast. Uh, we're going to pretty quickly get wrapped up on the season, recap the playoffs, and then uh, move on to what's coming up next. Also cover a couple of uh, development trait improvements. I may not have gotten everybody's, and I'm probably not going to be getting uh, everything covered here in the future as I, I do actual football. Um, so I'm just going to have to live with it. If uh, the podcast quality goes down a little bit and I miss a few things, like your left tackle revealed as a star or whatever, um, <clears throat> I, and that's fine. So uh, it seemed like there was something else we were going to cover, but I don't remember, so forget it. Moving on. Uh, let's cover the games, what happened in the playoffs. Alright, it's been a little bit since I've since I saw these games. Uh, so I don't remember them in great detail, and I'm at, you know my mind is kind of jammed full of a bunch of football stuff right now, so it all starts kind of blurring together. Um, but the first game we have is the AFC Championship game, and this was the Browns and the Chiefs. And this was a, I thought, as I watched it, I thought this was a very good game. Pretty entertaining to watch, and um, pretty well played. Um, the Chiefs jumped out to a 14-0 lead, and I believe one of those scores came from an interception that set them up in really good position, and and so it was looking good for the Chiefs there, but the Browns are just tough to beat, and uh, they fought back and came back to take the lead in the second quarter and went on to win 30-20. to Um pretty big game from Evan Lane other than the interception which was costly uh, he was outstanding at over 300 yards and three touchdowns Uh, both quarterbacks had a quarterback rating over 130 so that was good good game by Adam West here Uh, may not be Adam West but yeah Adam West uh, best known as the mayor of Quahog Rhode Island Uh, he moonlights as the Chiefs quarterback in case you didn't know that Uh, he was very efficient in this game uh, the big problem is only 158 yards. The Chiefs needed a little more offense. If you're going to compete with the Browns, you've got to get bigger plays. But he was very efficient, and you really can't ask more than that. Uh, Irvin Burney for the Chiefs had 50 yards rushing. Not bad. Um, for the Browns, it was Sharp and Trailer through the air, mostly. Uh, Blair, the tight end, had a decent game. And the Chiefs also threw to Bernie a whole bunch. And um, the Browns throwing the ball down the field, using their receivers. It's tough to, uh, as I was watching it, as I was thinking, oh, the, the Chiefs shouldn't be doing that on defense. They shouldn't be doing that. But that, that would kind of be unfair because this Browns offense has answers to every coverage uh, pretty much in every situation from the the two sets that they like, and uh, and so it's it's tough to do. The Chiefs really did a pretty good job. Uh, just a couple of times, it was obvious before the snap what the coverage was. 
and the Browns knew exactly what they wanted to do to exploit it, and they got the job done. And so really I think the difference here is there's a there's a little bit of a coaching difference between these two teams and then just a lot of talent on the Browns, and they know what to do with it. They have a plan in place for every situation. Uh, so that was a 30-20 Browns victory. And then in the NFC Championship game, it was the Packers and Panthers, and this was a 28-15 uh, Packers victory. The story here was turnovers. Uh, I didn't. I thought this was a kind of a boring game, really. Um, the Packers were kind of conservative on offense. Uh, yeah, under 200 yards passing, uh, but two touchdowns for Corcoran. And um, and they got set up really well by some interceptions. Tavares Johnson had an okay game with 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but well, like I said, it was the the turnovers that really did it here for uh, the did in the Panthers, as there were uh, four interceptions, two for Jamal Drummond, one for Lindell Leach, and one for Chris Ziegler. And I think one of those went back for a touchdown. And to be honest, I'm not remembering a whole lot else uh, about that game. Pretty good defensive effort uh, by the Packers. The Panthers did run the ball on them fairly well, but through the air they really struggled. And uh, I believe this ended Toby Clemens' Panthers' career. So there's that, and uh, maybe a sad moment for Panthers fans. Uh, I actually haven't looked. I think he's gone. I go to player stats, and it shows no stats for uh, Toby Clemens because he's he's not even in the... It shows no passing stats whatsoever for the Panthers, so he's off the team now. Uh, that's kind of funny that it works like that. So the Packers went to the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was extremely underwhelming. Uh, 28-0 win for the Browns. The Packers really couldn't do anything at all. And the Browns played it kind of conservative. They played very efficiently, offensively and defensively. Uh, kind of smothered everything that the Packers wanted to do. Picked them off a couple of times. Not a real lot of real big kind of exciting plays in this game. It was more of a, a workmanlike effort. And so that's a Super Bowl victory for the Browns. Congratulations to them. Um the running back that I can't remember his name now, Rucker, um, was, was by far the best player in the game. I think he had three touchdowns and had a good game, both receiving and running. So the Super Bowl champion is, once again, the Cleveland Browns. So you know what that sound means. That means it's time to cover some development trait improvements here at the end of the year. And first up is for the Patriots, Clinton Hamlin, the uh, first-round receiver converted to tight end. Uh, he's coming on strong now. He's become an X-factor. So that's great for him after languishing for a year, uh, his rookie year on the bench, basically. Uh, they finally got him involved, and it, and it paid off. He's an X-factor. He's got the rack em up where he wins uh, rack catches, which means run after catch. I, I guess if he catches it on the run, he gets past the first defender or something. I'm not real sure. Um, and then he's put a post-flag elite player, so 
that's a positive sign for the Patriots there uh, as they're trying to make him basically the centerpiece of their passing game. And then uh, linebacker Elijah Warner is a star. So let me see if I can find him and see anything about him. Uh, I think Elijah Warner has been moved around from defensive end, outside linebacker, defensive end, outside linebacker. Um, so I don't know exactly what the plan is there, what's going on, but uh, looks like he's doing well. Uh, real good speed rusher there for the Panther or the Patriots. I always get those mixed up. Uh, also for the Patriots, Clifford Rachel, 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 Rich, Rachel. I'm calling it Rachel because that just is funny to me. Uh, free safety, Clifford Rachel for the Patriots uh, is an X factor. He's a zone hawk, so he's better in zones now. Uh, he's also unfakeable and a pick artist, which is one of the more, I think, fun abilities on the game. That means uh, he has a higher chance to catch uncontested interceptions, uh, and then he has unlimited stamina on the return of the interception until he has to use a special move or break a tackle or something. So basically he can keep running around without losing speed. And that's pretty cool. Uh, I would like to get that one day and get to use it cause it sounds fun. So, uh, some improvements there for the Patriots. That's great. Congratulations to them. And for the chiefs, uh, Matthias, Matthias, Matt, Matthias, uh, I'm gonna go with Matthias. Matthias Wright, their wide receiver, he became an X factor, and he's a young guy, so that's great news for the Chiefs. And he is a first one free, and this is another. This, now the Chiefs have two receivers that are X factors, with the first one free ability. I'd like to see them use this ability in games. I don't really see it happen very often. Uh, that means he can, when he's in the zone, uh, he can basically juke the first guy and and he's going to juke the first guy almost guaranteed. Um, so that's a pretty good thing for a receiver to have, especially as many uh, short routes as the Chiefs run. That'll be pretty helpful for them. And finally for the Packers, uh, wide receiver Terrell Eckel became a superstar after winning receiver of the year. And he is, if I remember right, a post-flag elite. He is indeed post-flag elite. Uh, so Terrell Eckel, kind of one of those fun receivers that's really big, 6'5". Uh, go up and get the ball a little bit. So that's good news for the Packers. And he's in his second year, so he could have a pretty good future. And then... Finally, I want to real quick run through the awards for the season uh, because that's kind of fun. Uh, MVP was Evan Lane for the Browns. Not a big surprise there. He had a tremendous year. Uh, the coach of the year, I have already forgotten his name, but he was not the Browns coach. Uh, quarterback and offensive player of the year, both Evan Lane. And then linebacker and defensive player of the year, uh, Billingsley, the middle linebacker for the Browns. And uh, and their defensive end, Griffey, uh, was the second vote-getter for Defensive Player of the Year. So, that was, like I said earlier, that was excellent Browns defense. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, Elijah Warner for the Patriots. That's probably why he became a star. 
wide receiver of the year was Diamond Payne uh, for the Browns. And then the second vote-getter was Trailer for the Browns. So when the top two vote-getters for receiver of the year are both Browns, you can kind of see why Evan Lane was the uh, MVP of the league. And then for in the NFC, the Offensive Player of the Year uh, and Quarterback of the Year, Phil Corcoran, Defensive Player of the Year and Linebacker of the Year, Julius Brackett. That might be three years in a row that both of those guys have won those awards. Uh, it just keeps going that way. Um, and then Tavares Johnson won Running Back of the Year for the Packers. Uh, receiver of the Year, like I said earlier, Terrell Echol for the Packers. Offensive Lineman of the Year was the center Jeremiah Sweeney for the Packers. Uh, so the Packers swept the offensive awards. Um, that's kind of cool. So not a lot of uh, teams having defensive back of the year show up uh, on these awards, so maybe we need to get better at drafting defensive backs. And kickers. Uh, need to see some user teams win kicker of the year. So there are the awards for this year. Um if you paid attention at all during the season, which I think we all did, it was obvious that those were going to be some of those were going to be the winners. Uh, I think that's all we're going to cover for today. Hopefully, we can get into some of the fun segments uh, at, in some podcast in the future, uh, where we cover scheme or NFL stories or something, but. That's all we've got time for for tonight. So thank you for listening to the podcast.